Hey everybody, welcome to Think Your Way to an Epic Life. And today we have a real treat for you. Um, Laura Jinks is from Juntos, and you might not have ever heard of Juntos, but Juntos in English, if you look it up, means together. And she is going to tell us all about this amazing ministry that is in Albuquerque in the International District, and she'll kind of tell you where the International District is. It might surprise you, some of the areas that are considered that. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just going to go through and find out a little bit about Juntos. If you're curious about how you can serve, how you can help, it's a wonderful organization for the children of Albuquerque. Laura, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Good. I'm glad you agreed to it. And um, it's been a long time coming. I know we've got a lot of mutual friends, yes. and this is our first uh-huh. time to meet in person. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. Yeah. So let's back up just with you a little bit. Okay. Where, are you native New Mexican? Yeah, I grew up in Los Alamos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how did you go from growing up in Los Alamos <laughs> to doing what you do today? Yeah, it was a very circuitous route. Um when I went off to college, I went to school up at Trinity Western in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's a Christian school up there. And while I was there, I was exposed to two new ideas. One was um, environmental missions, and one was urban missions. And so I was only there for two years, started leaning towards the environmental missions, went to Texas A&M and got a degree in plant and environmental soil science, but in the process thought, I should check out this urban missions thing a little bit. So I went to San Jose, California with City Team, did taught summer school to immigrant kids. Absolutely loved it, fell in love with them, was planning to go back (laughs) when I ran into a couple with the navigators here in Albuquerque who were doing urban ministry with um, kids who were involved in gangs in the North Valley. So they asked me if I would come to Albuquerque. I said, no, but I'll pray about it. So I prayed about it, and I came to Albuquerque for the summer of 99, and then again just fell in love with these kids and said, I'll come back for two years. So that was almost 23 years ago. Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) (laughs) okay, that's how we got here. Yeah. Okay, so 23 years you've been Mm -hmm. doing some sort of urban ministry. Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about more more about that. Well, um, Yeah, I guess when we started, it was um, kids in the North Valley, like I said, and I ended up working with middle school girls and middle school and high school girls who were kind of connected to some of these gang members that this couple had met. And so it was mentoring. So it was a lot of mentoring these girls. Pretty soon it turned into a teen moms program for a season. (laughs) And then um, they lived, some of them moved or had connections in the international district. So at that time, it was still called the war zone is how most people knew it and so we're thankful the name has changed (laughs) but um so as those kids moved over there and I just stuck with them and their families I got to know more families over there in the international district and other ministries that we ended up partnering with okay we're gonna don't don't let me end this podcast without you telling me one of I don't want it right yet but I want it in your head one of your favorite success stories of of a kid that you were able to really make a positive difference in their life and I'm sure there's hundreds of them but like the one that get come in, comes into your mind. Okay. Um, okay. So, but I still want to get a little bit more history. Yeah. So Junto started when? So Junto started in the summer of 2005. Um, I was, like I said, working in the international district with the navigators, but there were other people also working um, in the neighborhood. So there were two churches and two other nonprofits. And so we got together and we realized we were overlapping with some of the kids and we wanted to partner together more. So he said, let's just do a day camp, like a one-week day camp. 
So we did it not knowing what to expect. And we had 100 kids show up and they loved it. And when we were done, their family said, okay, so what's next? And we honestly had zero plan. (laughs) So we decided, okay, we'll just start meeting once a week with the kids. And so um, at that point, we became Juntos. Wow. Um, Just like that, you just became Juntos. Just Yeah, well, yeah, we we talked about, you know, how much can everybody contribute? Can we keep doing this? Um, You know, what's everybody's capacity? And so that fall, I believe it was that fall, yeah, we started meeting just weekly. And those same kids started coming. They would bring their friends. And the numbers, you know, went up and down. Summer is always much more exciting than than during the week. (laughs) So, um, but yeah. And so we decided on the name Juntos because we were all working together. Okay. So you started out with, did you... Did you do all the nonprofit paperwork and all that? No, and um, Juntos is not a, is still not a separate nonprofit. It falls under the Navigators now. Okay. So of those five organizations, um, two of them shut down, and actually three of them, and then the other decided to focus on something else. So I ended up directing the program. And so at that point, since I was Navigator staff, it came under the Navigators. So it's a Navigator ministry. Well, that's nice that yeah. you have a parent company to... Oh, it's really nice when it comes to stuff like insurance and vehicles and that kind of thing, and even the fundraising that they can help us at headquarters with some of that stuff. So Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, so you took over as running it when everybody else stopped running it or stopped you know, being together. Mm-hmm. And so at what time, when did you take over? Um, completely, probably in about 2007 or 2008, I think. Okay, so you've been doing this for quite some time. Yes. Yeah. So, so <laughs> since you started till now, what are some of the major changes that have happened? Okay. Since you start, since you took over, okay. since it was your baby. Yeah. Well, one thing is location. Um, we borrowed uh, a church that was down on Dallas and Zuni. And when they needed to shut their doors, we had to find somewhere else. So Eastgate Church was very generous and allowed us to be there for, I think, four years. And then about five years ago, we moved into our own space that's down on um, Trumbull near Wyoming. And so we rent a space down there. So that's a big one. Um, We've added a lot of programs. So we started out with just a a once-a-week program that we, we call it Rally Night, where the kids come, they have a Bible lesson, they have a small group leader who ideally is a high schooler who already went through the program, who mentors them, and they do activities. But we've added a learning lab, um, a bunch of high school different activities, Bible studies. We have a girls group and a middle school group, and oh, an art uh, a partnership with somebody who does art, fine arts with them. So we've added things, and, and they come and go depending on what parents want and what the kids want and what they desire. So, yeah. Okay, so you have a learning lab. What does that mean? What do you do there? So the kids come back. Um, we have about 12 kids in it right now who are mostly elementary, early middle school, and they come and they can bring their homework and get some tutoring, but they also just read. They have a one-on-one um, mentor, I guess. We're trying to avoid some of the education terms that scare kids away. Like they don't like tutoring. They don't like tutor. So it's a learning lab. And also that way kids who don't struggle can still come and feel like they have a place. So anyway, they, they read together. They do a family meal together. Um, they, they pray together. They do games. There's always a science experiment at the end. So yeah, it's really fun. Oh, how cool. And that's one of the needs that parents have expressed to us. As you probably know, we're number 50 in education. 
And the cluster that most of our kids go to is the Highland Cluster, and a lot of those schools are failing schools. And so, yeah, education, we think, is super important. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned all these these things. Can you just do like a one-liner about what each one of them is? I can sure try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rally and I, I already kind of told you about um, – if you're familiar with Awana, we kind of equate it to that, but it's much more chaotic. And yeah, and then we add an activity at the end, like art or science that the kids can choose from. They love to play basketball, those kinds of things. Um, and then the learning lab we told you about. The Creators Community is the name of the art group, and a man named Charlie Elmore runs that, but he runs it out of Juntos for our crew of kids. And they work on sometimes drama, sometimes drawing, creative writing, those things. So that's for middle school and up. So we have some kiddos in that. Um, Breakaway is the middle school group. And so, again, it's kind of like a youth group. Again, we're, we're very um, high energy, let's say that. <laughs> so a little bit chaotic, but, but we love that the kids can come and just feel like I'm at home, this is my space. And so they're, they're very free, sometimes a little too free. But it's really cool. God's doing some really neat things in, in the middle school crew. Um, and then high school, we have a couple of different Bible studies. And then um, over the, the year, we just get them all together every once in a while. The high schoolers are busy people. They're working, they're in school, they're in sports. So it's hard to get with them super, as a large group super frequently. But um, one of our, we, we have three words that really kind of are our foundation at Juntos, and it's leadership, generosity, and purpose. And so that leadership piece is really important to us, so we try to put the high schoolers in leadership roles in all of these different activities. And so that's a lot of where our high school work comes from. And then we have partnerships like with Arches and some other places where we can send high schoolers. And then actually, we have all these programs, but our big emphasis is relationships with individuals. So... During COVID, COVID was a good test of this. All the programs had to be canceled. Did Were we still juntos, and did we still function? And the answer, thankfully, was yes. And so the majority of our time is actually spent mentoring or discipling people one-on-one -on -one or in small groups, hanging out with families. So we have these programs, but, but really it's the families and, and being together that we love. Gosh, so. that's amazing. That... Do you even hear all the stuff that you've accomplished in such a, such a short... <laughs> well, it's not just me. I have this amazing team, and we have had faithful, faithful volunteers. Um, because it does take, like, Monday night, we probably have 20-ish volunteers every week. The breakaway, now we're to the point where most of the volunteers are high schoolers or people that grew up in the program are helping with that, which is our goal. You know, so this smart. needs to be the community's program. And, and somebody from the community is going to communicate much better than I can. So my job is just to give them a platform where they can minister to their own community and family. Oh, my gosh, how exciting. Yeah. And that must be incredibly exciting for you to see a kid that came up now Come here, let me show you. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? We actually have one on staff with us now, Angel, who started at five. He was five when he started coming to Juntos. And he wanted to come earlier, but we were like, try to try to say, you know, you need to be at least five <laughs> before you start coming. His older brother had been coming. And so he was with us that whole time. And there's been ups and downs and times we didn't see him. But after he graduated high school, we could just see some real leadership skills in him. And we said, why don't you do an internship? 
And then the internship went really well. And so he's he's with us now. He helps lead the breakaway program. He meets with a couple high school guys. And yeah, it's really fun. That is awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So the program that's the most fun, you said, is the summer program. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's get you going. <laughs> okay. Let's get you it's telling. Act, it's one week, but we call it it's kids club. And basically it's day camp. Um, but there's two components to it. Our high schoolers all stay together. It's almost like a mini mission trip for them. So they all stay together. Like um, this year, they were at a cabin in the mountains. And so they'd come in every day, and they run the camp. And then they go home to back to the cabin, and they debrief and do activities and stuff. So that's one huge chunk of it. The other chunk is the kids who come. And so that's kindergarten through eighth grade. And so usually we still are running about 100 kids that do that. And so in the morning, we do a lesson, much like VBS, and then um, we do the city lunches, and then the afternoon is field trips and activities and service projects, different things like that. So yeah, that's where we get most of the kiddos. It's a lot of work. They're always asking, can't we do this all summer? And I'm like, man, one week kills me. We can't, no, we cannot do this all summer. So we, we do summer camp. We have a partnership with that and some different things, too, and we continue the learning lab and, of course, meeting with people. My gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I, I'm just blown away by, by all of this. And it's not like I haven't heard about it from a lot of people that I go to church with that, okay. that are, yeah. That yeah, are volunteers your of yours. Involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so much fun to get to sit here and yeah. hear and get to ask all these questions. <laughs> so what I'm ready for the story now. Okay. Well, and I kind of hesitate to call them success stories. I, I like to talk more about how God is moving in somebody's life. Because success, I've had to learn, um, there's a lot of two steps forward, four steps back, and pray for a miracle. That's what one of my friends says. And and so success is very subjective, right? And um, so I like to talk about where I see God at work. And um, one of them is a young woman, well, she's 27 now, but I've been meeting with her almost weekly since she was in high school. And I... Like, I would sometimes honestly cry before I had to go meet with her. She was so hard, and she was going through such a hard time, and it was really difficult. And now, all these years later, so, I don't know, what has it been? 13, 14 years later, she's this great human being. She loves the Lord. She's involved in her local church. She has her own apartment. She's got a job. She's working really hard. And all of this, she's had a bunch of trauma in those years, lost both of her parents, you know, lots of different things. and But I look at her and I think, man, if we had given up on her, which I was so tempted to do <laughs> so many times, we wouldn't get to see her now and what she's, you know, and she still struggles and has some health things going on right now. But we see her heart, a generosity and a desire to reach out to other people, which is our goal. We don't want to just invest in this generation. We have to teach them how to invest in other people or else it stops with us. You know, and so um, we want to help all the kids see they have a vision beyond and I think she has that. That is so that's really fun. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. I mean, I understand who did the work. Right. <laughs> but I also understand that that you had a choice and you almost chose to, to give up. Yeah. And so what do you say to someone who is that close with some that 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 not that close, not because you didn't know how close you were to her. Right. Yeah. You don't know. Well, and I think that's the definition of a success that I see in the book of Joshua in chapter one. It's being obedient. So I figure that's success. 
And so that's just what I tell people, like, is God asking you to do this? And you have to do it. And you have to be faithful. And we know in these kinds of communities that we're working in, um, it's slow. And longevity is really important. Like, you can never give up on somebody. Sometimes they'll walk away. But it's so interesting how many will come back. And if we weren't here, we wouldn't get to see that. Gosh. Yeah. So how are you still here financially? Do you take any government money? We do not, no. Um, because we're a faith-based organization, we're limited on that. We do have, you know, like, for instance, we have some partnerships with the city where we can do the summer lunches or right after this, I'm meeting with somebody from the city where I think we're going to be talking, I think she's going to want to talk about urban gardening. And so there's some things like that. But no, it's all individuals and churches. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's the faithfulness of God. I have a friend who used to say, every gift is a miracle. And I would agree. And it's been that way for 20-some years, yeah. So were there times that you were almost at the end of your financial rope? Oh, yeah. There's been times where we've been in the red. <laughs> Again, an advantage of having a big organization because then they can help us until we can get our footing back. Yeah. There you go. Yep. There you go. It's it's just it's amazing what how quickly something can turn around mm. when you are just at the very end. Yeah. Oh, it really is. I have a cool story. We were um, praying for a van to to transport kids because we often pick up the kids and drive them to programs and bring them home, and um, so we were praying for a twelve passenger van. And I jokingly told my team, okay, pray that we get one in the next 10 days. Or No, I think it was even less. I think it was like two days because we need it for this program. And 24 hours later, I got a call that somebody had raised all the money for us to buy the van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was exciting. And that, we still have it. It's still, it's torn up, but it is trucking. <laughs> it's still going. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, so what is a big need that you have right now? Um, it is, uh, the biggest one is always financial, you know, just paying the rent every month. And then also we're trying to bring on high school interns, kids that have grown up in the program, just so for a short period of time. And so we're raising money to try and hire more of them and to, to maintain for staff. One thing that's hard is when you're navigator staff, we all raise our own support. But if you're coming from a community that has um, fewer financial resources and you know fewer people with resources, and sometimes culturally it's not appropriate to do that, then it's a lot harder to raise support. So we want to be able to help um, local, we call them local heroes. We want to be able to help local heroes be in staff positions, even if it's just temporary. And so, so that's another need. Well, and it will benefit them hugely going into any other position. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Angel's probably the only one that will stay. We've had two others so far, and they're both. One is now a police service aide, and the other is back in college and working at UNM Hospital. Nice. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite thing about what you do? Definitely the relationships and the people. I'll get teary talking about it, but, but that I've been invited into families is... That's just really special. Yeah. Yeah, they trust you. And 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 I trust them. You know, it's it's a two-way street. And we know that God was already at work before I got there. He just let me join him for the journey. Wow, yeah. that is very cool. That so how many of these families are you are you still intimately I mean, is it long term? Does it So that first summer I was here in nineteen ninety nine, I met one large family. They're, all of those girls' kids are now in our program. Wow. So, yeah. 
They're lifers. <laughs> wow. They're lifers. Yeah. That is amazing. That Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so moving forward from here, this year, mm-hmm. 2023, what are some of the goals that you have mm-hmm. for the program? So one of our biggest goals is actually for our team and our volunteers. And that's just that they have this, that they have a deep, intimate relationship with the Lord, that we're not using them up and burning them out, but they're learning like healthy rhythms. They're getting time alone with the Lord. They're, you know, we're, we're praying together, just making, taking care of, of those people and really investing in them. Um, and then I'm trying to remember, we, we just had our meeting, we had three <laughs> things. Um, and one of them, of course, is always making sure our programs are really excellent and making sure that we're being super intentional about creating leadership opportunities for kids at every single age to jump in. So whether that's, you know, I have these crazy middle school boys that like to act out the Bible story or whatever, whatever it is to get them up front, get them confidence. So the programming and then, um, yeah, just being really intentional about about um, the the internships and trying to find the right kids to be in those roles. How do the kids find you? Always word of mouth. I think we tried once to go hand out flyers you don't get anything from that because people don't know who you are if they can trust you any of those things so um out of that original crew of kids it's all been invite family every once in a while like my neighbors you know i know my neighbors and they've all been invited and a lot of them have come um all of our staff live in the neighborhood that's um a high value for us and our kids go like my kids go to highland and so they go with the other kids from juntos and so we just as we meet people we see them and invite them. Um, so it's always just based on a relationship. My goodness, so, that is yeah. so awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're, and I'm putting words in your mouth. What impact do you feel like you're having in the international district? I think we feel a need. There's a lot of really great programs in the international district, faith-based, government, whatever. There's some really great programs. And we try not to duplicate what anybody else is doing. So we feel like our specific lane is really the spiritual discipleship and helping kids see that they can impact their community, their family, other people long-term. And so we obviously we address education, we partner with people who are doing housing. We partner with people who are doing food. We partner with people who are doing clothes. So we can refer families to all those things because that's super important, right? That's one aspect of whole life discipleship. And so, and we've tried to get to know some of the teachers and people in the schools, but our lane is really that spiritual discipleship and helping kids see how they can have an impact for the kingdom of God. Do you often get kids that don't believe? Oh, Yeah all the time and that's fine and they can come and it's really interesting we get church kids and they come and they say oh like this is a safe place for me to ask questions right so they can express doubts and they can say whatever they want and we've had them say that like i can't ask this at church but i can ask you guys so we have the whole gamut yeah we have everything and our goal is just that they get one little step closer to the lord and some will and some won't you know i'm not the holy spirit none of us are but we can hopefully set the environment um, where they can be open and where they can hopefully experience like just the genuine love of God through other people. Um, what is one of your favorite stories about one of your volunteers and how they've been impacted? I think about um, one volunteer, and this is years ago. He's still on our support team. He now has like a PhD in something important and lives in California. <laughs> but but um, he struggled with high school just kind of with his high identity. 
and didn't fit into the youth group, didn't fit into church, didn't fit into these different things. But he would come very faithfully every week to Juntos, and he said, this is my home, this is my family. And and we've had several people say that, like the girl I was talking about earlier, my success story. She recently sent me a text and said, Juntos is the only place I was never judged, and I felt at home. And so I think that's true for some of the volunteers as well. Right. Yeah. Right. I think people don't, I mean, is having more volunteers important to you? Do you need, is that a need that you have? It is. Yeah. In certain areas, there are certain areas we reserve where we want it to be somebody from the community and we will always give preference to a kid that grew up in Juntos or somebody from their family. But yeah, we, we don't have expertise and all this kind of stuff. And we know that other people really love the community and, and want to be involved. So I think about our learning lab, there's several people who work at the labs who come. And I think we have a couple of teachers and then several who are retired as well. But they, you know, they can do seventh grade math and I can't. So <laughs> we need you. Right. So what are some of your needs like for, for volunteers that, that would be really helpful if you had someone who blank? Yeah, I think lear- learning lab is always a need. Um, and then even just stuff like helping out around the building, making sure things are, you know, the the um the landscape the yard the building like is everything functioning and stuff like that um but especially yeah i think learning lab is our number one and then our monday night program um we often need extra people to like when we do events but also like to help the kids with activities so if somebody has something they love to do if they love to paint if they love to sew if they love to work on cars anything like that then those are fun activities to expose the kids to and so and that's low commitment because they can come you know, whenever they want. Yeah. Okay. So you've got yeah. a little something for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what is one of the best piece of pieces of advice that you've ever been given? I think it's to wait and see where God is always at work and listen before you plan and move forward. Yeah. Wait and watch. Okay. Laura, thank you so much for what you do. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like the community to know? Any needs that you have that Juntos has? I think we've covered most of it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for what you do and Bye. thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.